You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. I began to question like what would be possible if more people had access to the privilege of pausing? How much more would we be more conscious of how we're living our lives, how we're being in integrity with our values, even know what our values are, how much we're contributing to white supremacy culture, the problematic pieces of capitalism, right? If we had more access to pause, we had more access to contemplate, to really tap into what our intuition, what our hearts are telling us and the access to make shifts from there on out. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are challenged to reconsider your normal and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here with my co-host India Jackson to get the dialogue going. I want to start off by acknowledging that this podcast is recorded on the stolen land of the Susquehannock, Piscataway, Nantigo people native to this area known as Maryland. Hello, Miss India. Hello. How you bees? How you bees? Who I am being. I am here. <laughs> That's a real answer. <laughs> I'm a human being today. <laughs> Israel. Israel. I, you? I I am fine. I am getting over a sinus infection and had the bright idea to get my flu shot this weekend. So I think my body is trying to purge and I'm like, I don't know where there's the space for this much stuff to be coming out my nose. I'm not going to be graphic, but I'm like, yo, you you need to go somewhere. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Um, and the weather keeps changing. I think it's like 70 degrees a day. I'm like, look, you also barometric pressure Ooh. are not playing nicely with my sinuses. This morning was like completely foggy, misty looking. Correct. Because <laughs> it's too damn warm and this cold ass ground was like, wait, wait. I wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. And neither were my sinuses. Well, disclaimer for this episode. um, I have not been getting a lot of sleep lately. So I made the wise decision to take some melatonin last night past midnight (laughs) and and realized we had podcast episodes today. So I counteracted being groggy and not very awake or alert with multiple espresso shots. So that's the <laughs> you're getting today. 
<laughs> oh, and we have all been there at some point in some way, shape or other of like, this didn't work out the way I thought this was. How can I fix it ASAP? Yeah, it happens. And let's acknowledge that that's a privilege, which, you know, we talk about that in the community. We're going to talk about it today, too. But let's just acknowledge that today is a great example of an extension of things that we comfortably have discussions about for evolution in the community. Absolutely. And speaking of the community, <laughs> inside Files on the Play of the Community, we have a curated exploration called Create Space to Take Care of Yourself. And I want to acknowledge, and we will acknowledge on this episode, that that space, that creation of the space is a privilege and it's so important when we have the ability to create it. So throughout that exploration, which you can start at any point in time, it is accessible 24-7 through our community website and app. You are going to get access to workshops like Decolonizing Time and Centering the Rest Recipe with Ishelle Lunar, as well as journal questions and prompts and so many resources, even an allyship sound meditation to help support you in taking care of yourself. And you can get access to all of that for the very affordable price of $97 over at pauseintheplay.com slash community. I would love to be able to have you in the room to be a part of this conversation with myself, with India and our fellow members. So, you know, we're waiting for you. All right. So... I think it's interesting that I don't know that we have actually addressed the name of this brand and this here podcast that often to truly even break it down, uh, pause on the play, specifically the pause piece. I don't think we have, have we? I think we've talked about what is pause on the play. We may have mentioned like we are close to 200 episodes in, so <sighs> probably around the teens and 20s, like how it got the name. But that was so far back. Please don't go that far back. Don't no. go that far back in the archives. Don't do it. Don't dig in the crates. I promise no. they're too dusty. They're too dusty. So I think it'd be cool to, to do that from today. <laughs> the, the brief synopsis version of that. Um, but really digging into something that you and I have been talking about, that that pause piece, um, it has... It has some DEI stuff to it. So that's the piece I really want to focus on. Obviously, when, you know, pause on the play is really just that whole like, wait, wait, hold fast. And that pausing is the part that I want to focus on, too. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, Emily Souter, and there was this conversation that got sparked around the fact that like pausing is a privilege. And it, I was just like that, like, and really even just considering that as a concept, I think it's important to kind of break that down. So like, let's address like, what is pausing and, you know, independently and what independently is privilege and how does it come together? And what does that kind of show up as? Yeah. I mean, initially when you say pausing, I think about how the podcast even came to be is literally having a conversation and realizing like our natural way of having conversations with each other before we ever even thought about recording them was to literally be like, uh, that thing you just like 
flew by with so quickly and moved on to the next thing. Can you like break that down for a second? Can we talk right. about that a little bit further? Like that, I think, was a pause mm-hmm. and just a natural way that we communicate with each other. But then there's the pause of, okay, but this conversation has some insights, some value, some unique perspective, um, some reconsideration of normal. Maybe we should pause and actually like record this or write this out as an article or whatever the format is and share that with others. Mm-hmm. There's the pause of, for me, I, I think about pausing to think through the decision you're about to make. And is it aligned with your values? I think the pausing also can indicate where there's space to either acknowledge I don't have enough information to feel like I can thoughtfully and and fully participate in this in a way that is going to get us to a desirable outcome. So let's pause um, or I'm just emotionally not able to. So I think sometimes that's a thing. I think there's also that pausing of acknowledging sometimes like this is not the conversation for now. Let's prioritize what is important in this moment and let's pause on those things that are important but are not the primary importance of this moment. We can't make everything important at all times. Yeah. There's also like pausing in life to take care of yourself. So, okay, that right there. Let's acknowledge how many of us just keep going. We experience loss. We experience evolution. We experience, um, you know, beautiful bounty and, and gains coming into our lives. And yet we don't always pause to process the things that we need to release. We don't pause to process the things that we are receiving. We don't pause to give uh, the type of gratitude that we want to give for what's showing up for us. And, you know, we definitely don't pause to have the level of integration of of the lessons that we're learning or the things that we're releasing and what are we replacing it with. And so it's this entire concept of pausing within our lives as life is lifing. It's happening. Yeah. Hmm. There's a couple of things that you hit on there that just bring up, you know, real situations for me. Mm-hmm. Um and people I know. And I think that there was a time in life where I personally didn't even consider pausing. Pausing was not an option. It wasn't something I witnessed people around me doing, um, meaning like the people I grew up with, people in my friend circle. Um, it wasn't their norm. I maybe sometimes witnessed teachers or bosses having access to that. But that felt so far away for me, Mm -hmm. Um, thinking back on teenage 20-something India. Um, And so even like knowing, okay, pausing can be a thing, right? A thing accessible to you. It truly being accessible to you because sometimes it's literally not. And then the extra pieces of, okay, then what what does that mean? Like, So I'm going to give one of the examples that comes up for me. Because there's the pausing and there's the privilege because the privilege is what you're um, kind of alluding to here. And one of the very vivid examples that comes to mind for me is when someone is able to take what's called a gap year. This is someone that has the financial ability to finish high school and not go straight to college or not work 
and to take six months, a year, two years, however many years they choose to take. And they, you know, go explore the world. They might go backpacking. They go traveling. It's basically like, look, I have been in school for 12 years straight. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go do me and have some time to kind of find myself and think and regroup. And then I'll come back and do this. Now, for some people, it's just like, yo, I just don't want to go to school. So I'm, I have the access to not. And so I won't. For some people, it literally is. I want to know what is out here beyond my little bubble before I make this decision. And I have witnessed people where it did end up really benefiting them because they were able to have a a wider view of um, what was possible. They had, um, I mean, I hate the word view is ableist, however, they had a wider access and and knowledge of what was out there. They had more um, normals that they were exposed to. But I want to acknowledge that that takes a certain amount of privilege to be able to do that. And so that's an example of where pausing as a privilege can show up. But let's also break down the privilege piece and let's also address the privilege is not just about financial status. Yeah. Um, so my first thought as you talk about gap year is recognizing that um, I kind of forgot gap years existed. And mm-hmm. I wonder if part of the reason why I even forgot that this was a thing is because my circle of influence of origin, right? That wasn't a thing. The privilege was going to college. The, oh, the normal- I didn't know it as a kid. I just want to be clear. I did not know it. I knew this when I became an adult and I was like, oh, like that's, that's a thing. Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't know that. I never heard of it. Um, And so acknowledging like, oh, OK, well, I it's not even my norm to think about that being an option because it wasn't an option in the circle of influence of origin, including family, friends, class, old classmates, whatever. Um, But then like the access to financial resources um, to be able to cover food, shelter, clothing, you know, basic needs that that requires to consider that um, is a piece that shows up for me because not working was not an option, mm-hmm. even when I was a full-time student. Yeah. Um, and then that that next level piece of, as a first-generation college graduate. <laughs> Come on, I feel it coming. Come on. What the fuck are you talking about? You're not going to go to college. Yeah. So... There's the literal piece that you have the financial access and stability to be able to go and take off, travel, and that takes money in itself. And you have the full permission to do so. This isn't because, you know, well, I don't have an apartment lined up, so I'm just going to go backpacking because, you know, why not? Um, This is, you know, your family being like, yes, go explore the world. It's fine. You know, you go do that. And so there's a privilege of like the financial piece. There's a privilege of knowing that things are taken care of and that you can go and do this safely and freely and that there is no regret or worry of what are you leaving behind? Are they not going to want to let me in college because I didn't do this right away? Am I going to have trouble getting in? in a year or two when I decide to finally do this. So like that privilege of having all of those things being taken care of and knowing that you get to go and be free, free of that responsibility of making money, 
free of concern about the education and the grades and the work that's due, free of having to uh, maintain a household back here that's all done for you, free of having to worry about, am I going to be safe? Because you likely feel as though you are going to be safe, which is why this felt like a viable option for you. And free to feel as though you have access to all of these locations and places and experiences, because why would you not? That's a privilege too. Even if some of the places that you're going to people that are native to the area may not have that, but I digress. Yeah. Can we also acknowledge free of judgment, free of family pressure to immediately go make money to immediately go and get this education um, free of feeling like your ancestral legacy is on your shoulders. India, can I tell you, I can hear an older family members voices gap year. The hell is a gap year? What you mean? You ain't going to school for a year. What's that supposed to mean? What you think you supposed to go do? What you <laughs> go, what? I can hear the whole narrative. In, in that tone of voice. voice. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean you ain't going to go? Who you think you are going to tell me what you're not going to do? I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. What you're about to do is go in and put this stuff in here. And you're going you gonna to put this this here um, essay in here. You're going to go get these books, boy. And you're going to go. And if you got the work to figure it out, you're going to you think I'm going to get this far and let you have the privilege to go to college. And you're going to tell me you're going to wait a year. Who you think you? I can hear the whole narrative. Whole narrative. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Y'all think I'm acting and I'm being 100% no, serious. I I literally feel like I just had flashbacks of my parents. <laughs> sadly, sadly, it's real. And I also want to say, and I'm only speaking for myself, oh, the colonization, the systems of oppression that have led Two, that being the conversation that would be had with family about a gap year. Like, it's not just happenstance. We're here for a reason. In my case, speaking from personal experience, no one else in my family had went to college before me. How dare I? Because even having the freedom and the choice to go to college meant that you better take this privilege with haste. Yes. You better hustle your behind on in here and you better work twice as hard as everybody else. What was the, um, is, is, is easy to people will know. What was the speech that Olivia Pope's father, Papa Pope gave on scandal? You have to be twice as hard to be considered half as good. Yeah. And so this is not an uncommon concept to a lot of people, and I will speak specifically for Black people and those that I have come in contact with. I'm not going to speak for the whole Black experience because I can't do that. But I will acknowledge that many of us felt like we had to work a lot harder. And if you had an opportunity to go to college, how dare you look that gift horse in the face? You better go now. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, I can only imagine how much that could change someone's life and being able to have the access and privilege to pause, to take that gap year, to get clear and self-exploration of who am I? What is my identity post high school as an adult? What might I want to do? And I'm saying might because you're still probably, you know, under 25 figuring this out with this gap year. 
So there's room to grow and evolve, but who might I want to be? And Mm -hmm. how can I get intentional about what I choose to dedicate what could be upwards of eight years of education to? Like what a beautiful opportunity, what a beautiful experience. So those that have that privilege to do that, like, wow, like that's, I want to be clear. I am not shitting on the people who are making that choice. I think it's a beautiful opportunity. And that is not a lot of people's normal to even know that that opportunity exists um, to view that opportunity or perceive that opportunity from a more less ableist language standpoint as an option for yourself to be able to have a idea of what that means, how to make it happen, the resources to make it happen. And so when I think about even this example of pausing as a privilege, it's like, okay, so yes, that's a privilege, but what do you do about it? How can we make a gap year more accessible to people? That's a big question to ask. And I know neither one of us might have an answer today, but. No, but let's acknowledge that part of it is just the fact that we are expecting 17, 18 year olds to know what they want to do with their whole damn life. Well, yeah. And that's really what the premise of college is. Uh, Well, let me put the asterisk there that for some people is to go find a partner, Uh, (laughs) you know, but there's also the benefit, too, of like there are people that go to college more because this is where you're making, honestly, the lifelong friends. You're making the business connections. You're really working on your network in a lot of ways. Mm. The education can be secondary. But Pause. Pause. All right. All right. Go ahead. But even viewing it or perceiving it in that way, oh, viewing, it keeps coming. Thank you for correcting it early. Even um, perceiving that as an option of how you utilize college is a privilege. It It is is a privilege. privilege. It is. Because because it it requires the time and the space to make friends, to Mm -hmm. network that... I know we've been decolonizing time, but there's also like real reality of if I have to pay for my bills and pay for college, I have no additional financial support on these things. No. I might be working full time and in college full time. I don't have time to make friends. Well, and let's acknowledge that if you happen to have any type of of scholarships or things of that nature, you can't let your grades dip because there are people that we've witnessed use college as their, you know, first and, and, and primary place for networking that were not great students, but they had the connections to do the things that they needed to do when they came out. And that's not how it was proposed for many of us. No. And college was more about you have to get in here and you better get good grades and you better make sure that you keep whatever that free money is that they're going to give you. And this is the thing that you're going to do with the rest of your life. Mm. That's a big decision. I want to bring this into current times as well, right? We're not teenagers. (laughs) Many of our um, people in our community that take in our podcast in its various forms are not teenagers. So, if that applies to you and, you and you're not making this gap year kind of decision, I think it it may present itself as being aware 
that the normal to take a minimum of two weeks off in the summer with your family vacation as a business owner also is a pause and also is a privilege that many people who are now fully into their career do not have the option to take either, right? And how can we make that more accessible if we choose to? So something just came up for me. Rock with me on my nonlinear thought process here. So we think about this concept that we've used as an example for pausing as a privilege. Um, And we're using a gap year. And that's literally just thinking about it as, you know, six months, a year, two years. But what about the privilege of those that took a 10-year gap, a 20-year gap, and now they're going back? The person that had kids and went back after the fact. The person that had ailing family members took care of them and then went back. The person that completely changed their vocation and their career and then they went back. And then they're stigmatized for being too old to be there. There's a certain privilege as well of deciding that you are at a point in your life that you want to revisit education through this lens, not in a, you know, I've I've got a bachelor's, a master's, I'm working on possibly multiple, doc- multiple doctorates, um, similar to what Kim Creighton talked about in the episode that I had with her recently, but someone that's like, hey, I'm just getting to go back and do this. And they're given a lot of stigma sometimes about being 30s, 40s, 50s or older to go back and do this. Which is wild to me because I feel like anytime I witness someone taking the time to do the things that they have decided are going to expand their horizons, take care of themselves, take care of their families better and really just uh, enhance who they are as a person that that's worthy of celebrating. Those are big decisions to make. And so it just baffles me that we stigmatize people because of their age or their marital status or how many kids they have, you know, when they make some of these decisions. I just, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't either. And I just, as we were discussing it, I'm like, there are people that choose to take a big ass gap because this is what life, you know, kind of had at that moment, or that's just what they chose. And the reason I put it that way is because like they chose to come back and they're not being celebrated as like, oh my gosh, you prioritized you in this situation and you're doing this. And all of those that benefit from you making this choice, like that's amazing. Let's celebrate you. Like you said, they're not being celebrated. And I'm like, "Mm." so you celebrate the 18, 19, 20 year old for taking a break, but not the adult for trying to make adult decisions. Yeah. That ain't cool. Yeah. I think there's just so much to explore when we think about pausing as a privilege. Um, (laughs) And I'm wondering if uh, lightning round style, if there's anything else coming up for you that you would want someone to know about that pause piece to recognize is a pause or to recognize privilege and how can we shift that privilege being available to more people. Pausing is a privilege in and of itself. The opportunity to have a moment to contemplate what your choices are, what your actions are, what your feelings are, is a privilege. And that doesn't always happen. And so that's not always accessible. And I think it's really important to just acknowledge that the access to pause is a privilege in large or small ways. Let me think about my words. Let me think about 
uh, whether or not I want to say yes to this opportunity, whether or not it's going to come again or not. You know, all of those little things are a privilege. And I think it's important to acknowledge that our level of privilege with it isn't built equal. I think when we think about pausing, (sighs) pausing is not something that people that have been historically victimized, murdered, traumatized, minimized, insert word here. We don't always have access to pausing because our lives have depended on not pausing very often. And so for us, it has to be a very strategic pausing because we feel like if we don't, it might literally be life and death. And so from a um, epigenetics perspective, it is embedded in our DNA from a generational perspective to not be able to access that pause because it feels like a life or death threat. And so I think having access to that and being able to, you know, with the help of a a licensed therapist from a mental health perspective, being able to kind of untangle what is this for you, I think is a huge piece because there may be some literal generational trauma that has been passed down to where you literally cannot access the concept of pausing for yourself. Yeah, Ishelle Lerner um, said it in their training in our community called Decolonizing Time, Centering the Rest Recipe, that rest is a radical resistance. Mm -hmm. And I just think about that statement and how powerful that is, um, how much is being said in that statement. And I think it applies to rest. It does. It does. And I think so many people don't feel as though they have access to rest because rest can be a form of pausing. And so it goes back to the fact that that privilege to be able to rest safely and securely doesn't feel like a privilege that everyone has access to. So I think it's, you know, it's really important to remember that pausing isn't you know, one linear thing, it shows up in a lot of ways. And and rest is a great example of one of those pieces that don't necessarily come straight to mind when you consider pausing. And the privilege of it being that there are people that can't safely rest. You know, being able to understand it when we think about pausing separately, it is whether or not, you know, this is something that you feel like you have access to in any and all ways and the privilege of whether or not you have access to it in this life and whether or not your ancestors had it that is going to be a part of whether or not you feel like you have free and clear access to it. There's so many intersections and combinations of it that come up and there's no way we could cover them all and there's no way that any of us could be aware of all of them. But it's being aware of the concept separately and intersectionally that this is where the awareness can come up of how we can recognize it for ourselves and to reconsider the normal of those around us to better understand where theirs may not be the same as ours and that we need to maybe work on some empathy or understanding where those differences do show up. Yeah, I just, um, I take in this conversation and I begin to question like what would be possible if more people had access to the privilege of pausing, how much more would we be more conscious of how we're living our lives, how we're being in integrity with our values, even know what our values are, how much we're contributing to white supremacy culture, uh, the problematic pieces of capitalism, right? If we had more access to pause, we had more access to contemplate, to really tap into what our intuition 
what our hearts are telling us and the access to make shifts from there on out. I think the primary thing that comes to mind for me is the fact that pausing could give our nervous systems an opportunity to pause and downshift. And the way that you're able to interact with life, those around you, and the decisions and choices that you make with a more at ease nervous system is humongous. So being able to take something as large as the concept of pausing, being a privilege, being able to dig into it, and also knowing that there's so much, so much more to dig into, which means that we can always come back and either, you know, talk with one another or bring other amazing people in to give their perspectives. This is exactly why we're here. And this is why we love having this platform to be able to share this with you, to give you conversations that you can go out into the world and continue to have. And it's just such an amazing thing that we have large, large and, you know, unyielding gratitude for. So every time that you are willing to be here and taking these real conversations, thank you. Working together, this is how we continue to remove stigma and create real challenge and connection by partnering with one another. Together, we can cross lines and recreate boundaries to support, not separate. Let's continue getting more people to drop the veil while challenging their thoughts, feelings, actions, and state of being. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?